2: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop!
3: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Ik Neil, Neil, Uh, This is the uh, all-Dutch episode uh, featuring a real Dutch boy uh, who we'll get to in a minute. Uh, he has come as Killmonger to accept his claim as the true Dutch boy <laughs> in a fist of <laughs> strength <laughs> fighting from, uh, from the, from the Netherlands. Um, you're losing it, Neil there. I, well, I wasn't <laughs> trying to do the accent here.
2: Matt, that presumes he, he had it.
3: No, no, yeah. I wasn't, I was practicing a real Dutch accent, which we can get to later. But, uh, um, all I'll say is, uh, uh, Obviously, this is not a show from the Netherlands, but I went to New Orleans to have some salmon and uh, did not uh, have any type of food that would make uh, this correct for the Holland, but
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's close enough. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, Jeff, how are you? I don't know if
2: you're going to be the judge of that, but I'm no. good. How are you? We
3: have a judge here, a jury and an executioner. That's me. That's Ken. Ken, <laughs> Ken uh, how are you? I'm all right. Um, but uh, uh, our, well, Matt's here too from LA, obviously. Hey, I'm yeah, also Matt, here. Matt, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. For me? Good weather, all that stuff. <laughs> we have to keep mentioning the weather. Uh, but we do have a, a very special guest here today uh, coming to us uh, all the way from the Netherlands, as I said before. Uh, and that is uh,
4: Willem van Vandelo. Uh, how are you, Willem?
5: I'm good. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. of course. Of yeah. course.
4: Anybody that can come on the show to roast Neil, we always want to have him on <laughs> right away. <so. laughs>
5: Your accent was flawless, so though. I don't judge.
2: Pushed straight up the queue. Oh, this, well, thank you. new
4: accent, the, the, not, not, not the one he's been doing for three years, right? <laughs> right, which is like a
2: bad <laughs> German accent.
3: Well, yeah. yes. Yes, we're all aware. It was great. Will, uh, Will had a, a great um, message where he roasted me, but he was like, I know you're, you're doing a fake accent, so it's okay. So I appreciated that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, you're also a, a supporter on Patreon, which we appreciate and we thank you for that. But why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and you are, we had Gaudian before, but you are our first Dutch boy to actually be on the show. So thank you.
5: Yeah, that's a, it's an honor. Thank you very much again for inviting me. Um, I'm from the Netherlands, like you said, I'm from a city called Groningen, which is very hard to pronounce if you're not Dutch. Um, it's mostly a student city. I think like uh, a third of it is a student Uh, I've studied here for six years, biomedical science graduate, Uh, and now I work for the government, actually, as an IT guy.
4: Nice. Wow. Well, we have a podcast, so
3: (laughs) take that.
5: (laughs) (laughs) always have to (laughs) one-up.
3: How how was my pronunciation of, uh, hi, my name is, and and, uh, how are you today? Flawless. Oh, thank you.
5: Goedendag. Well done. You actually know some Dutch, then.
3: I, I was I, I was I'm not joking here. I was watching uh, uh, videos on how to speak Dutch, and I was learning phrases. And then I got I went into a rabbit hole and was just watching Dutch people speaking in English, trying to say English words. And I, I was just repeating myself. I sounded like Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> like I was in the shower today, and I was like Solomon Iron. <laughs>
5: <laughs> was that just for preparation for this just episode? for just
3: for this yeah and, and the one guy he couldn't say um uh seashells by the seashore so he's like i can't say this word i can't do seashells." and it was great i was just i was so enthralled by it um but uh will wrote a game for us today which we're really appreciative of um i think i'm going to team up with ken and Ken, you came up with a, a good team name, but I'm not sure where the, the uh, impetus for it was. Yeah,
4: Matt's got to tell a story
3: first before we... Uh, oh, we'll go to Matt first. Okay, so Matt and Jeff are going to partner.
6: Didn't set it up. It's a, I mean, it's not even really a story. Uh, so I'm currently managing two different branches of co- popular coffee chain. Um, so I had to leave one of my stores to cover the other one. Um, and as I'm gone, I get a text that says that uh, John Legend is here. And I said during my shift when i'm supposed to be there and they said yes and uh so they all took pictures with them he was a super nice guy but that is the legend of me missing john legend
2: matt wanted all of him to be back at the other store but
4: so matt and jeff are going to be john legend team john Mm -hmm. legend okay and when i saw the picture of john legend i thought he just kind of looked like a normal uh normal dude so i said should be john normal person so yeah. we're gonna be John Normal person. Ooh,
3: John Normal per John, I, see now I'm, I got the accents in my head and it's really, <laughs> really messing me up. Uh, so we're gonna be John Normal Person versus John Legend. Yep. Okay. Uh well yeah, let's throw it to the, the rules guy and let's see how good his Dutch accent is.
0: The rules of the
2: game are simple. Twenty questions split into two rounds worth ten points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the Final round with the points that they've accumulated, and will have a chance to wager zero to thirty points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I'm talking about all the
6: way to the top, yeah.
2: yeah not great, ne- needs
3: work. Yeah, he didn't listen to YouTube videos all night, so <laughs> that's clearly for sure.
6: two stars. Not a professional.
3: Uh, so, so will uh, we'll kind of throw the the keys to you to drive. So feel free to take us away.
5: Thank you very much. Yeah, just a disclaimer, Um, it's always a bit hard for me to think of nice American cultural references, so wow, I did my fine. best. but <laughs> maybe percent are... of
6: our show, so you're fine.
5: Exactly. <laughs> uh, I tried to uh, not make it too hard, so maybe it's a bit of an easy game, but we'll find out.
3: Hey, what I will say is, what what we know here at this podcast is, America is just one small part of a giant earth. Yeah. And so...
4: It should be international. And it's difficult for us to do so, but we're always happy to broaden our horizons. Right.
5: All right. Shall we go on to question number one then? Yes. All right. The category is the obligatory Dutch question. A lot of international cities and areas thank their names to Dutch colonialism. New York was once New Amsterdam. Brooklyn is derived from the Dutch city of Breukelen. And Harlem refers to the city of Haarlem, to name a few. What is the name of the capital city that was once known as Batavia until it, was, until it was renamed in 1942 to the name we now know it for? The country wherein the capital city lies is also the country that has the largest number of Muslim inhabitants.
3: Um, Batavia. There actually is a Batavia here in Illinois. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a suburb where there's a lot of lacrosse.
5: Slightly
4: less cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're getting to lot in with the guess.
2: So the country in question is the one with the largest Muslim population, correct? Yeah, right. Okay. So my mind goes one of three ways. One, 1942 kind of rules out Pakistan for me because that became mm-hmm. a country in nineteen forty-six. So I mean, it's possible. I mean, I think that was under British rule, though. The other two that come to mind, I know Iran has a huge Muslim population, and it's also a fairly populous country. Um, and then I know the other one that's like surprisingly large is Indonesia. Um, mm-hmm. And they have a huge Muslim population. Um, I think Indonesia is the larger of the two countries, but I don't know if it has a larger Muslim population than right. Iran. So, And what's the capital? Uh, <laughs> that's the hard is part. Is Jakarta now? No. Might be. I can't remember.
6: Well, that's better than anything we're going to have. So you okay. want to say Jakarta?
2: Yeah, we'll say Jakarta, Indonesia.
6: Well, we, we don't know. Uh,
4: we said uh, Casablanca, Morocco.
5: No, uh, Jeff is absolutely right. It is Jakarta. Yeah. As, oh, I, right. as
4: I heard him talking, I was like, oh, he's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it made sense hearing it from him.
5: Yeah, as you said, it's very, it surprised me as well that the Muslim uh, population is so large in Indonesia. It doesn't strike me as a Muslim country.
2: But yeah, it's like 250 million people or something like that. It's, 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 a, it's a lot. Yeah. Crazy population. As
4: soon as he said Indonesia, I was like, oh, that's it.
5: <laughs> All right, question two. Uh, the category is, this one is for Neil. In the Fellowship of the Ring, Gandalf's staff is shaped in a way to hold what kind of personal item?
6: It's like a cell
4: phone
3: pouch. Do you know this? Uh, what it was shaped? Oh, staff. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah. We're good.
3: Okay. I've, I can picture it. I don't know what it's called, mm-hmm.
6: though. I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. I haven't either. I don't know. You know, he's a wizard, right? We've got wizard stuff. Yeah. Scrolls. General- Wands. Scrolls. Who knows? A, uh, trinkets. Mm, I love trinkets. Various trinkets.
3: He's a big fan of Pandora jewelry.
6: <laughs> Just a little bit. His wallet? Yes.
2: It's His animal kind of wallet. gold. Okay.
6: Yeah.
4: Alright. Well, mm-hmm. uh several times in the uh, the course of the movie he takes a gem in and out of the uh, the top of it. So I think that's what he's getting at.
5: Is that what you're yeah, so your your answer is stone? Yeah. A gem? Uh, the, the answer is actually a pipe. So I was thinking
4: mm. of that too, but he does, he
5: does do that.
3: Oh, is that when he thing? smokes his pipe or whatever randomly? Mm. I was going to say orb. I just assumed it had an orb. but think, I think I'm thinking of the Eye of Sauron being in the little thing or whatever.
5: Okay. So no points, unfortunately. Um, question three. The category is now the actual film question. In a remarkable scene out of this film, uh, the director tried to fit as many Heil Hitlers in as he could. Not only for comedy purposes, but also to illustrate how ridiculous Nazi protocols were. In one minute, the on-screen cast says Heil Hitler 31 times in just one minute. In what film would you find this scene?
6: Mm. I think we're going to lock in. Yeah. Yeah, it's Inglorious Bastards, isn't it, Jeff? I
2: mean, that's entirely possible.
6: Or it could be um, the producers.
2: Producers? I don't those remember are, it being... Those my two yeah. guesses. Yeah. Um, still haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, so oh,
6: I think it, I think that sounds like a Tarantino thing.
2: Yeah, probably. That's so what we want me. to
6: lock in with Glorious Bastards.
2: Yeah, well, we can do that. Okay.
6: All right.
4: When I saw this in the theater recently, uh, the audience had a had a very uncomfortable time trying to laugh at it, but it was a very funny movie. You have to believe in yourself.
3: You have to you, you follow Hitler, please. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, Jojo Rabbit.
5: Mm. Yep. Jojo Rabbit. I
6: mm, haven't seen it.
3: Yeah, that,
5: at, I haven't watched the entire movie yet, but that scene really uh, <laughs> struck me as really funny, but also a bit, yeah, dark. Maybe
3: I'm not sure. What's crazy about it is they marketed the movie as like a straight comedy, and it's pretty. It gets pretty, uh, pretty dark. Grim. Pretty, pretty grim.
2: You're telling me things with Nazis get pretty grim. <laughs> yeah. And the
3: other thing I read, too, is uh, Rebel Wilson. Her character is sort of comical, obviously, because she usually plays that kind of character. But a lot of her dialogue was actual propaganda speak that they had back in the 40s. And what she says sounds like a comedy writer wrote it It's
4: like cool. straight out of pamphlets. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
5: All right. Next question. The category is Kiss of Death. This combination of a pedophile that definitely didn't kill himself and a two-times United States Attorney General is also a pesky herpes virus that causes Pfeiffer's disease, also known as Kissing's disease, and is also associated with numerous types of cancer.
6: We can lock in. Okay.
3: Is it, our Kissing disease isn't mono, right? Mononucleosis? Mononucleosis? Excuse me.
4: Yeah, that's what I usually hear. I'm, I'm trying to... F- oh, um, Epstein-Barr, is that what it's called?
3: Oh, that's got to be it. Yeah, for.
4: That's like the. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Epstein, right. Oh, yeah, right, right. Okay. It's got to be Epstein Bar. That's, Barr. that's yeah. what we're
4: going with.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I got to Epstein and I was like, oh, Epstein Bar. And it all makes sense. So Epstein Bar.
5: Yep. Epstein Bar. That's true.
4: So is that related <laughs> to mono or is that something different?
5: Um, it does ring a bell. I've learned this in my second year of study. We actually, actually did a, an experiment where we got to test it ourselves if we had it.
3: Who did you kiss? Like.
5: Some 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 random (laughs) rap. Mayor Pete. but I I did not have it. Fortune.
4: Congratulations.
5: (laughs) All right. uh, Question five. Usually, your user submitted questions, so I asked my wonderful girlfriend Suzanne to uh, submit me a question. So this is uh, one that she came up with. Uh, We haven't listened to the Friends episodes, so this might have already Mm -hmm. been an an episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, made
3: an appearance, I guess. (laughs) Made made an
5: appearance, yeah. Um, But um, then it's just a reminder of what the answer was. Okay. So, as a true American, you guys could probably name all 50 U.S. states. In the Friends episode, the one where Chandler doesn't like dogs, Chandler reveals a game where the player has to name all 50 states, noting that everyone always forgets at least one. Ross, becoming fixated with completing the game, tries to name all the states before he allows himself to eat any Thanksgiving dinner. Like Chandler predicted, Ross forgets one state, but he cheats himself to victory by naming what state twice? Yes. It's a yeah. lovely girlfriend, but hard questions.
3: Yes, thank you, Suzanne. Huttendag. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's not even correct, I don't think, uh, <laughs> for that. But uh, uh, so now, now you
4: know Dutch grammar too? Ekate?
3: Yeah, I don't. I only know a couple of things. I I learned more, but I forgot it by the time we got on the mic because I got nervous in front of Willem. So um,
5: <laughs> you're kind of mixing German with Dutch. It's uh, I am. It's, it's it's a fresh take on uh, Dutch.
3: <laughs> um, I don't know. I I don't I don't really know friends at all. So oh, you don't? No.
2: Okay.
6: Uh, I'm gonna just guess then. Yeah, you probably would know more than I would.
2: Is this ringing any bells for you, Matt?
6: Oh no. I mean, I've seen. Like four episodes of Friends, so and this this wasn't one of them. I'm so. trying to
2: think of how he could cheat his way into an answer by naming a, a, a state he already named. Is it one yeah. of the like Carolinas or Dakotas? Is that what works? So that's what I
6: was initially thinking, um, and I think maybe he would say or is it like North Carolina twice? Because maybe it'd be one of the first ones, and then he'd come back around are there, to it.
2: Are there two states that like sound sort of similar? Where like he could say it again and then just get away with, not really. I think no. This is just a, a guess. Okay. Yeah. 1. yeah. 1. So North Carolina. Again. This is,
3: this episode is, is known as the one where they got this question wrong. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: uh, I have seen the episode. I don't quite remember uh, which state he forgot and which one he repeated twice, but uh, I'm just gonna say Alaska. Uh,
5: it, the 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 answer is Nevada.
6: Mm. Oh. Yep. Never would've got there. Well, if you gave gave me 50 tries, unless I said one twice, I might have gotten (laughs) it.
5: Well, after
4: five questions, it is 20 to 20. Tie game.
5: Question six. The category is April Fools. When a restaurant in Panama City, Florida held a competition to see what waiter would sell the most beers in one month, with the grand prize being a Toyota car, waitress Jody Berry worked as hard as possible and bested her colleagues and won the competition. When she was directed to the parking lot blindfolded, she was dumbfound when it was revealed that she did not win a Toyota car, but what instead?
3: Oh, oh, I know the, I know it, I got it. You, you know it? I, yeah, I do know it now. I, I know this story.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, I do not know this story at all. I wrote yeah. out Toyota car to see if I could like make something of the word so look somehow different, but well, so think Toyota? of Toyota. No,
6: no. They, what are the different models of Toyota? You got Camrys. You got a Camrys.
2: Accord is a Honda. You've got uh... what?
6: If, what if she? They said that you were going to win an, an or an Accord, and they just gave her a cord of wire or something. <laughs> I don't know. Are we going to get anything closer? No.
2: All no. Right, so we're
6: going to say Accord. You guys are on the right
3: track. Yeah, I I believe. Uh, if you broke it down, I think she got a toy Yoda.
5: Oh. A, a toy yeah, Yoda. Yeah, you're, you're right, Neil. Show Show me she the got baby. a toy Yoda. She actually sued the restaurant where she worked at and <laughs> won. So she, in the end, she got a Toyota car.
2: Yay.
4: <laughs> Good
3: guys yep. win. God, I can just see that manager coming out and be like, hey, Nick, isn't that funny? You get a Toyota. You worked 70 hours this week. <laughs> I want to see the baby. <laughs> I don't know why he sounds that way, but I'm assuming it's a greasy spoon. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> All right. Question seven. The category is 2001, A Space Odyssey. In 2001, a weird movement started for residents of English-speaking countries like the UK, Australia and New Zealand urging people to put what as their religion on the national census. The claim was that if enough people put this as their religion, the government of the corresponding country had to include it as official religion on the next census, even though that claim is entirely false and one could even be fined for $1,000 for falsifying census results.
3: See, I don't, Ken and I are thinking about one. That
5: that seems reasonable. I was also thinking that it might
4: be like a, like a religion that's like kind of a joke religion.
3: Oh, like a fictional, like, or like Scientology or? No. no.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That appears to be a real religion. (laughs) Let's not get the Scientologists after us now. Yeah, right.
3: Uh, Uh, I don't want to go clear for sure. Um, Yeah, I I could see that too. I was thinking more like, uh, let's go with your answer. Okay. Do you think it's okay, yeah, we can go with it.
2: I don't know if I'm drunk off the last question, but I sort of remember a story from a while back where people were listing their religion as Jedi. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if this is if this is that.
6: That would make sense. It's right around Phantom Menace where Star Wars kinda had a big comeback in the Zeitgeist, right? Two thousand and one. Yep. We can we can say Jedi or Jedi Knight, whichever.
2: I think we'll just go Jedi. Okay. Okay.
3: That's a really good answer. It's making my metachlorians tingle. Um,
2: we never talk about the metachlorians.
3: But uh, that's actually a really good answer. We, we kind of went a little bit more, I guess, realistic, uh, but we just said Satanism.
4: That's what you said?
3: Yeah. What did you think I said?
4: Science. Oh. <laughs> oh.
5: Okay. Satanism. <laughs> you Midi- said Satanism. <laughs> so uh, almost half a million people in only England and Wales put this as their religion, surpassing Sikhism, Judaism, and Buddhism making it the fourth largest reported religion uh, the answer is jedi mm. all right good job <laughs> yeah well played
4: uh, satanism if you watch that uh that documentary hail satan that's what made me think that is it, kind yeah. of what they they tend to do so yeah that's what made me think that makes it makes sense yeah
5: all right question eight the category is the dark side of walt this urban legend has quite an awful origin in a 1958 Disney documentary called White Wilderness, a camera crew forced a certain species of animals to show a specific type of behavior. It is still a common misconception that these animals do what was shown in this documentary. What animal showing what behavior was filmed for this documentary and also resulted in an awesome 90 video game?
6: I think I have an idea. Oh, good. I'm sure it's the same idea Ken has.
3: Yeah, I like that answer because I was thinking of a different system and I don't even think that system existed yet yeah yeah dreamcast all right we'll do that yeah we're locked in
6: um so a game i think that would have animal behavior i think it's possibly sonic the hedgehog um i think it has something to do with hedgehogs um whether it's them rolling in balls they or got they like got to go fast
2: my uh yeah. yeah my gut went to sonic i couldn't remember if it was 91 that sounds about right for Sega genesis so
6: yeah because they don't Roll in their balls. I don't know. Ken yeah, Ken right. has lots of experience with hedgehogs. So. It's true, they do. They do kind of curl into like. I'm a
4: semi-professional hedgehog yeah, handler. Yeah,
6: but I don't. I don't think they roll in their balls. So, what, are we just looking for the animal? Or are we looking for the the thing they do? Both. Okay, hedgehogs rolling in a little ball. I guess.
4: Yep. Uh, we said hedgehog, and they do go in balls, but they don't roll in their balls. <laughs>
5: It's actually (laughs) lemmings. Lemmings. Throwing themselves off cliffs. Oh, yeah. Suicidal behavior. What was the answer? Lemmings. Uh, What's a a lemming?
4: They're like, they are little rodents. Yeah. (laughs) Like in. uh... So the idea is that one the the herd of lemmings will follow one have
3: lemming. you never seen
2: the game lemmings no i like,
3: haven't i, I originally uh, initially i was thinking possibly crash bandicoot but that's all, playstation was later right
2: they the, literally you're the, like yeah, making like a path and then they all like literally walk to their deaths and they'll all, like jump off a cliff one after the, the only cliff. lemming turns out
4: turns out bandicoots also don't crash that's yeah. true the only lemming They're, i've
3: ever seen drivers. is uh is in glengarry glen, glen ross mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's lemon oh lemon okay yeah <laughs>
5: Yeah, you should look this up on the internet if you have time because you should see like a dozen of lemmings throwing themselves off a cliff and knowing that it was forced by a camera crew. It's a bit dark, but... I can't
4: can't handle that. But (laughs) uh, PSA, PSA, hedgehogs also don't roll. There you go.
5: Question nine. The category is, haven't I heard this just this week? Let's say one of your friends just told you about a very ultra left-wing German terrorist group that you never heard before. Then the next day, you stumble across an article about this that same group on the internet. Another day later, you see a documentary about these terrorists on the TV. Coincidence? Maybe, but you're more likely to experience something called frequency illusion, which is more commonly known by what other name, named no. after an ultra-left-wing terrorist group from Germany? We're, uh, uh, didn't my friend just tell me something about that?
2: We're locked in, Matt. Oh. Mm. Why? This is so satisfying, because I know you know it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Frequency
3: illusion. Yeah, it that's one of the terms.
4: Oh man! Every time one of these I know, it's comes so up, good. I think of all the other it's ones. So
2: good.
3: What are the other ones you're thinking of? I know it's not Mandela effect, but
4: that that's one. Of, that's one of the other ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hold on, let me think of the ones that. Let me just write down this all the ones I think
2: of. He'll get there.
4: What's What's the <laughs> What's the one What's the one with the films? The, uh, the women. The Bechdel test. Bechdel test. Yep. Now we know the Epstein mm. bar, which. Epstein <laughs> bar. <laughs> which Will was kissing everyone in Holland.
3: Just writing down
2: anything. This That's is the, the greatest free exam. association I've ever seen.
3: Bader, What some, what some oh. listeners are enjoying right now is called Schadenfreude.
2: It's not. Hmm. It's not Schadenfreude.
4: Is this
3: Bader Not the Meinhof? answer, but what's, people are listening Bader,
2: to him struggle, right? That's Bader, Schadenfreude? I guess.
4: What's Beter
3: Meinhau. I
2: mean, I the Turing test?
3: A Bader Meinhof? Mm-hmm. I don't know.
4: What's uh, Kruger Dunning? Dunning Kruger? Eh, I'm not. Too I worried. think it's Bader Meinhof. I'm not too worried about Let's it. Let's go Bader Meinhof.
3: Bader Meinhof. Kruger. Okay. Kruger. That there's a Seinfeld reference for. It.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. And we locked in with Bader Meinhof.
5: Yep. A nice pull, Bader Meinhof. Nice pull, Ken.
3: Isn't the de- de- the the uh, definition of Schadenfreude watching someone else struggle and enjoying it, or be in pain?
5: Thank yeah, you. yeah. So Jeff More called months. me out,
3: and I was I was correct there.
5: All right, question ten, last question of this round. The category is the only WWE question I can write. All right. On the popular on the popular internet forum Reddit, an internet troll that goes by the alias Morph tries to catch users off guard by commenting on popular posts with a story that starts compelling and intriguing, only to end with the same quote that will make every reader look like a fool, making it Reddit's take on the rickroll. The quote goes, since 1998, when blank threw blank of hell in a cell and plummeted 16 feet through an announcer's table, fill in the blanks with two renowned wrestlers.
6: We're locked in. Yeah, this is uh, the infamous uh, Undertaker throwing mankind off the top of the cage, so we can lock in there.
3: Yep, Undertaker and mankind. Even I I know
6: about this one.
5: (laughs) (laughs) You are both correct. It is ma- mankind and uh, the Undertaker. Yeah.
6: This, this is where all the um, the clips of Jr. screaming, he's broken in half. Yeah. That's where that comes from. <laughs>
4: I watched a short documentary about that uh, event. <laughs> all right. So we have uh, five questions right, giving us fifty points.
2: I believe we have the same.
4: All right. All tied up after round one. Let's go into the swing round.
5: Yes. So for the swing round, uh, I have some fictitious realms for you guys so I'm going to list a fictitious place world city uh, and I want you to tell me from which either TV series film book or video game it is cool so for example if I say Middle Earth your answer could be Lord of the Rings could also be the Hobbit but at least if it's in the, the Silmarillion fiction uh, it will be correct okay sounds good alright so um, I got ten five points each I guess the first one is Azeroth. The second one is Hamunaptra. third one Anam. The fourth one, Elsewhere spelled E-L-S W-E-Y-R The fifth one is Rapture. The sixth one Arrakis. A-R-R-A-K-I-S The seventh one is Land of U, The eighth one the Mirror Dimension. The ninth one, Thedes, Thedas, T H E D A S. And the tenth one is Hyrule, H Y R U L E.
6: All right, I'll get one.
4: All right, sounds good. We'll uh, think about these and we'll be right back.
1: Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. teens toddlers adults it doesn't matter spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode new episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts search for the family road trip trivia podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures
4: all right we are all locked in on these answers so let's uh, hear the fictional realms one more time and we will give our answers
5: uh the first one azeroth
4: all right for this one we are pretty sure it is warcraft
2: Yeah, we said World of
4: Warcraft.
5: Yep, you're both correct. World of Warcraft or Warcraft. The second one, Hamunaptra.
4: So by far this one was uh, giving us the biggest angst, I guess. Um, So
6: we said Diablo. Mm, This one we thought sounded Egyptian, so we said Prince of Persia.
5: I guess the reason why it sounded Egyptian is because it is. It is from The (laughs) Mummy.
6: Mm,
4: yeah,
5: wow.
3: it is. Yeah.
6: It,
4: it's it's got to be this. We c- talked about the mummy a lot. That's got to be the city of the dead, then, the one they talked about. We thought the mummy took place in the real
5: world for the most part. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, the third one, Pay M.
2: Uh, that one, uh, we believe, is the Hunger Games. Yep, yeah, Matt volunteered his tribute, and we said the Hunger yeah. Games.
5: And he survived. It is the Hunger Games. Fourth one, Elsewhere.
4: All right, so this one I had definitely heard, but I couldn't place where I heard it, but I remembered kind of thinking it was a little
6: dumb when I heard it. So I said Wrinkle in Time. Mm, that sounds like something. Uh we didn't know either and we were just hoping it was in one of the Elder Scrolls games so we just said Elder Scrolls.
5: Uh, you're really you should be really glad that you said the Elder Scrolls because it is the next game in the Elder Scrolls series. It's uh, the Elder Scrolls.
2: Yeah. Awesome, oh the man. new that's right the new online that comes out this year.
5: All right. Fifth uh question is Rapture.
2: Uh,
4: near and dear to my heart is the Bioshock series. Yeah, I knew this one pretty much right away. It's uh, Bioshock. So Jeff, yes, we, BioShock. we played a bit of Bioshock together. Why do, why don't you know this yet? I don't know. All right. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Sixth one is Arrakis.
3: Yeah, this one, um, we weren't too sure. It also sounded Egyptian uh, or deserty, So So um, we just knew Stargate kind of takes place uh, in Egyptian times. So we said Stargate.
6: Uh, I think this is a movie I used to watch with my friend uh, Brennan a bunch. I think it's from Dune.
5: It is from Dune. Uh, Yeah, Dune is correct. Sandworms. (laughs) (laughs) Sting. Sting. (laughs) Number seven, Land of Oo.
4: Adventure Time. Big fan.
2: Ooh, is that Adventure Time? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Matt and I thought it was something animated. Possibly geared towards children. And um, so we said Enchanted. You're not wrong. No.
5: Yeah, Adventure Time is correct.
2: Yeah, one of Sting's
3: favorite uh, playlists when he has (laughs) Tantra is the Land of Ooh.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Number eight, the Mirror Dimension.
2: Uh, We weren't too sure. We said Marvel Comics. Yeah, we know it comes up in Doctor Strange MCU. We didn't know how we should phrase that.
5: Yeah, I'll take anything uh, Marvel-related. It is uh I, the answer I have is Doctor Strange, but I'll give it to you. Um uh, ninth one, Thetas.
4: Uh we we were pretty sure this is the band that sings uh Teenage Dirtbag, but uh <laughs> we ended up going with the Kingslayer
6: Chronicles. Oh man. I love that. Uh we thought it sounded like um Greek gods possibly, so we said God of War.
5: Yeah, this might have been the hardest one. It is Dragon Age. Oh
6: mm. Dragon
4: Age.
5: Uh, The last one, Hyrule.
4: Uh, This is the toughest one of all.
6: Uh, We said (laughs) Zelda. That was going to be my joke. Uh, We said Zelda.
5: Yeah, I have to throw in one easy one. It is Zelda.
6: All right, we got six of
4: those right for 30 more points.
2: And we got seven for 35, bringing our score to 85. And us to 80.
5: All right, question one from the second round. The category, spoiler, it is not the famous actor Ronald Reagan. What U.S. president was the first to make a televised presidential address from the White House asking Americans to cut back on their use of grain?
3: Let's go with that. Okay. All right. We're locked in over here at John,
6: normal person. Um, so the first, I mean, the first televised debate was the famously JFK, right? Wasn't that?
2: I don't know if that was the first one, but that was really the first time that um, television became a thing. Television really mattered to the debates. So. Yeah.
6: It's possible this is... Like during World War
2: II, I was thinking were... war rationing, something like that. Yeah, I mean, even if it's following the Depression, either way, it's FDR would cover both of those. So that's kind of where my gut went. Yeah, and between that makes sense. FDR and, and Kennedy, you only had Truman and Eisenhower. So
6: yeah, I don't, I don't think it'd be Truman.
2: Uh, no. FDR sounds good. I we don't think do they that. were doing any like rationing in the Roaring Fifties either. So want to go FDR?
4: Yeah, let's go FDR. Lock it in. Yep, we were right around that, uh, that time period as well. We thought FDR and uh, Truman felt a little bit early and Kennedy felt a little late, so we went with Eisenhower.
5: Yeah, so at the time of this food conservation speech, Europe was still recovering from World War II and was suffering from famine. So the president who was worried that the European recovery plan would fall apart was uh, Harry Truman. Mm. Yeah, just right after World War II. Truman. hello Truman (laughs) alright question two the category is the immortality prize the first person to win both a Nobel prize and an academy award during his lifetime was the Irish playwright George Bernard Shaw he passed away at the age of 94 still being the only person to have both prizes on his name however in the present day one other person has been awarded with both a Nobel prize and an academy award Name that person.
3: Oh, right. That, that's true. He did. Yeah, you're
6: right. He did win one. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay,
5: we're in. Hey,
2: Matt, is this
6: Bob Dylan? Yeah, it sounds like th- this is the one that we always... Is this the one we say is Bob Dylan and it's not Bob Dylan?
4: This is the <laughs> one wrong. I think we
2: always say is Al Gore, but it turns out Al Gore didn't win one of those two things.
4: Okay, so we'll say Bob Dylan. You know what? They might be right with the Bob Dylan, but maybe it's changed since then. Well, yeah, I was going to say Bob Dylan, but I think what you
3: wrote—he technically did win an Oscar. Uh, Barack Obama.
5: So the answer I have is Bob Dylan, and I might have taken El Gore because he was awarded with an uh, an Oscar, but he didn't. His name wasn't on the uh, on the list. Yeah, a lot of people so say that he didn't, but he did that, win an that, Oscar.
4: That might yeah. be that might be the same with Obama. Is that? Um, yeah, because if you're a, pro- like a you, producer, yeah, if you're a wasn't. producer, you get an Oscar. Okay, so uh, you guys are right. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll take the hit there.
5: Uh, this category, uh, The next question, question 13, the category is Jeff, please help me out.
2: Oh, no. Oh, I'm not
5: really going to do this. Hippopotomostrosis might be a long word, but how about hexacosio-hexaconta-hexaphobia, which is the fear of what? All right,
4: we are going to go ahead and lock in on this one.
2: So I think All the right. f- first thing he said, hippopotamostrosis is the fear of long words. Mm-hmm. So, so that gets us nowhere. That gets us nowhere. What if this is the fear of short words? That would be really funny. And it's
6: ironic. Is there something... Is
2: Hex, is this, wait, is this the fear of 666?
6: Hex is in there three
2: times. Yeah.
6: Maybe it's the fear of...
2: The sign of the devil? I don't know. Yeah. F- I don't the know. It's just some weird of, uh, weird thing that popped The omen.
6: <laughs> the fear of... Uh, the specific fear of the movie The Omen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Damien.
2: That's why it's so long. Gotta the be child real of Satan. We uh, can lock in with whatever we, you'd like.
6: We could say like uh, demonic possession. Okay. Demonic possession locked in.
2: All right. We
4: kept it simple and said the mark of the devil six six six.
5: Yeah, I'll give it to you, Neil and Ken, because it's the fear of the number six six six.
6: Oh man, very nice. <laughs> I overshot it.
5: <laughs> really close. All right. Question four. Uh, The category is Black Swans and Wormhole Wizards. What term is used to describe a victory that came at such a high cost that it could also be seen as a defeat? It is named after the Greek general whose army suffered irreplaceable casualties in defeating the Romans at the Battle of Heraclea in 2080 before Christ.
2: Matt, we can lock this in.
4: All right, so a victory that was uh, too costly that it wasn't even worth it.
2: That's how I like to win all my battles. (laughs) It sounds really To
4: f- the general
3: Yeah It's not catastrophe It kind of sounds Greek um, This I don't I don't know this at all. I don't either I know it's going to sound General from Mills
4: there. <laughs> Let's say uh,
3: Let's say catastrophe Catastrophe
6: Okay uh,
2: Matt it, Does this sound right to you? I believe it's a Pyrrhic victory It
6: It doesn't sound like anything to me Because I don't know it Okay We're going with We're going
2: to go Pyrrhic victory
5: Pyrrhic victory is the correct answer
2: hmm. All right Wow Never heard that before because you yeah, yeah, you're not um, willing to win at all costs. That's, that's <laughs> why we always lose.
5: I'm a fan of guitarist uh, Joe Satriani. I'm not sure mm. if you guys are familiar with mm-hmm. him. He yeah, oh, yeah. has a uh, song that is named Pyrrhic Victoria, I think. Mm. So That's about... uh, how, I, uh, how I learned about this.
1: Mm.
5: All right. Question five. Another user-submitted question, but because I don't really have friends. This is by my dog, Mars. What is the name of the largest falcon known in our Soros system, with a height of 22 kilometers, or 13.6 miles, being as tall as two and a half Mount Everest, and is located on the planet Mars? It shares its name with a famous Greek mountain where 12 major deities of the Greek pantheon resided.
2: Oh, uh, we can lock in, Matt. I remember it. Okay. That's good for me.
5: Okay, so it's not
3: Mount Olympus, you're saying?
4: No, I don't think it's Mount Olympus.
3: Um, so where the deities... D- resided. Mount this, is,
4: this is something I've heard too. Mount. I think it starts with an M. I need to do more like memory uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> Memory
2: exercise.
3: <laughs> yeah. I still can't get Hominoptera out of my head.
4: Let's just lock in with Olympus. Okay. I,
2: I can't. Um, I believe this is Olympus Mons.
5: Yeah. Olympus Mons is the correct answer. But mm. technically it's also Mount Olympus. That's the literal translation. So I'll leave it up to you.
4: We'll, we'll take points on that one. Yeah, we'll take. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take points.
3: Did you say your dog's name is Mars or is it Mons? Like,
5: yeah. no Mars. Mars.
3: Okay, like, I do not know if you like, named like, it like after the, the mountain. Yeah.
5: Uh, we we wanted to name him like not the typical dog name like Pluto, and mm. then we came up with Mars.
6: There you go. Cool. Perfect.
5: And he's turned out to be a red-ish uh, dog as well. So, is he also the <laughs> kind brother of looks War? Like the planet
6: possibly water on him I don't
5: know. <laughs> possibly maybe ice
4: all right after five questions in round two we got uh, two of these right so we are at an even 100
2: and we're adding 30 points to bring our score to 115
4: okay we're trailing a little bit but uh john normal person never fails he doesn't he doesn't he digs deep because he's just a normal guy yeah, we got to go on the lower end
3: of that piano and, and bring in those bass keys and, and bring it to a close. And just play in an average style. John Normal Person is the guy at every campfire who brings out the guitar
4: and plays one song poorly. I think maybe John Normal Person is equally as talented as John Legend, but he just never got the same breaks. <laughs> So, he,
2: what happened was he didn't have uh, Chrissy Teigen in his corner like a like a boxing coach, Yeah. Like just, he's constantly he's propping no, him he's up. He's
3: got no support. So we flash back to a producer where they both have demo tapes, but John John normal person skips on the curb like you did, and he couldn't get his tape in in time. Yeah, yeah I ate <laughs>
4: <shit> yesterday. <laughs> what happened? Huh? I was just in a hurry to get to an appointment, oh. and I I uh, tripped on an invisible curb. <laughs> Then I got my tattoo, so I'm injured all over my body.
5: (laughs) All right, question six in the category is the big friendly giant. Al Tomaini was once the world's tallest person, towering at eight feet and four inches. Tomaney was a sideshow performer working at a circus at the Great Lakes Exposition in Cleveland. In 1936, he married his colleague circus performer, Jane. Within three inches, how tall was his wife from top to bottom?
4: So what do you think? Do you think she's uh, especially short or especially tall? As I've said on the podcast before, when I worked at
3: Blockbuster, one of my favorite couples to serve uh, was a couple where the guy was about seven feet tall and his wife, I think, was maybe four feet eight. (laughs) And she was very short compared to him. So I think we go short.
4: Okay. So it's circus. She works at the circus, though,
3: right? Right. I bet she's like the world's smallest woman or something. So three. Because that's a love story I want to be a part of. Three foot Three foot eight is that like that's not short enough, is it? Yeah, but I'm thinking back in 1936, they would probably think that was super short. All right, Let's go three five.
6: So I don't think that she's that short. I think she would be an um, average height,
2: but a little shorter. <laughs> uh,
6: so you think she's I was average say height? Something around five one. I'd
2: say lower fives. Okay,
6: let's we'll do five even, and then we can get five
2: three to four. Nine, sure, we're going to go five foot even, and we said three right. five
5: The clue in the question was that uh, the girlfriend had to be measured from top to bottom because she didn't have any legs, she mm. was two feet and six inches,
6: oh, man,, oh, so yeah, of course, yeah well, we were half right,
5: <laughs> oh, you know
3: what? I think I saw <laughs> twice as right. I think I just saw an <laughs> article with pictures of them twice together, right. yeah, I just knew didn't, didn't points. <laughs>
5: All right, this one is a long one. So question seven, the category is European state mottos. Most of the U.S. state mottos are in English or Latin. There are some exceptions, like the motto of Hawaii, which is in Hawaiian. There are four states that have a motto in a European language. I'm going to list the four mottos and the corresponding language. I want you to tell me which state belongs to which motto. You got four shots to get at least two right, but if you get all four, I'll give you five bonus points.
3: Okay, all right.
5: Um, do you want me to say the motto in their original language or both the original language and the translation? That
4: might help. Yeah.
5: yeah might Google. be too hard otherwise. Yeah. All right. So the first one is Fatimaschi Parole femmini, which is Italian for manly deeds, womanly words. The second one is Eureka, which is Greek for I have found it. The third one is L'Etoile du Nord, which is French for the star of the north. And finally, the last one is Oro y Plata, which is Spanish for gold and silver.
3: I remember researching mottos for a question once, and I have found it. I I thought it was super interesting, and I I I didn't lock it away. I think I. Do you think you got it? Yeah.
4: All right. So, which state is the most sexist? That's the question. We also think, though,
3: if they if they took an Italian uh, phrase, would it would it have a large Italian population too?
4: Theoretically, but I I can't necessarily nail down a state that i consider the most italian right you know what i mean yeah oh well well that one yeah, yeah.
6: All, right. <laughs> all
4: right we'll do that uh jewel of the north uh or star of, north, star of the north star of the north okay we're 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 locked in
6: okay so i'm i think isn't eureka i've heard that one before is
2: that oregon that's i think that's a Maybe a town in Oregon or something like that? Um, I don't know. Maybe that's where it's coming from. I, I was thinking of Oregon, so I don't know, but we can go with it. Um I think
6: the gold and silver one is Florida.
2: Really? You don't think it's Nevada? Or another state that had a gold rush?
6: Well no, because the Spanish when they came here, they took they when they came to Florida it was to find the city of gold,
2: wasn't it? Cibola. Yeah, but there were also Spanish missions in like um, California, Arizona, that kind of stuff. Okay, out west, and I'm thinking it's a place that is known for like gold and silver mining. Okay,
6: well, we could say Nevada. Matt's more familiar with black and yellow. Um, I think the st- it, I think the star of the north is
2: Minnesota. I'm surprised that it's in French, but that's where my gut goes. Because they were the Minnesota North Stars. Right. Right. I mean, French. The only that thing I think with sense. French is Louisiana, but. Right, that's not north. So, and so then we just it's north need of South the, America,
6: <laughs> the Italian, which Touche. I really want to say New Jersey, but I don't think that's their motto.
2: I mean, I, I yeah, I want to go to New Jersey.
6: You just want to say New Jersey? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got New Jersey, Oregon, Minnesota,
2: and Nevada. I can I can just see Tony Soprano talking about how manly he is. The landfills yeah.
4: were full. New Jersey was full. Okay, <laughs> so you said.
2: Uh, we said uh, New Jersey, Oregon, um, Minnesota, and Nevada.
4: All right. We said New Jersey, Oregon, North Dakota, and New Mexico.
5: I think you only got one in the end. The star of the north, that is Minnesota. The uh, manly words, womanly wor- uh, manly deeds, womanly words is Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eureka is California. And and Oro- why I've heard that. <laughs> Oro-, Oro y Plata is uh, Montana. Okay,
6: oh, wow. Oh, wow.
4: Yikes. Hmm.
5: Yikes. All right, question eight. Uh, the category is Pulitzer Prize winner. What is the name of the novel written by Colson Whitehead that tells the story of a slave girl named Cora who escapes her master and tries to survive using a series of secret routes and safe houses to avoid being captured by a slave hunter named Ridgeway? It won the Pulitzer Prize for fiction in 2017.
3: I read an entire
2: review on this book and I It's like this came across my radar, but Oh my
4: god. Neil, this is up to you. Uh, I, should I just say some words to see if I could jog your memory? Footsteps Road <laughs> Underground Perdition. Yeah, I I don't think it's gonna America.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'll lock in with something that's wrong. Okay. But this feels so close to the tip of my tongue, but I can't I can't pull it.
6: Isn't it isn't it just the underground railroad isn't that what it's called I mean it it could be that's not that's not a terrible guess if it's not because at first when he started talking I thought they were talking about um I forget it's a book I read before but 2017 I think it's I I do think it's the underground
5: railroad
2: okay i mean if you think so then uh, we can lock that in yeah i just said the underground railroad
5: yeah uh, when Ken said road and then underground, I was like, oh, he's going to get there. It is the Underground Railroad. Yeah.
3: Sometimes better to keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the
5: part about this that
4: we all know about. Yes. You know, yeah. Just to say that.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Question nine. The category is Olympic Faxillology. When the small European country Liechtenstein competed in the Olympic Games of 36 they discovered that their flag was identical with another nation's flag both having a flag with a horizontal blue and red band What country had this identical flag which forged Liechtenstein to add a little crown to their flag to distinguish them and signify their position as principality
6: This is one whatever way. you think Neil. It's
2: a story I've heard Okay,
6: alright, we'll, we'll lock in I guess Okay, so it's got to be an older country because they were in the 36 games, right?
2: Mm-hmm. This is killing um, me, Matt, because
6: I know I've heard this story. What if it's, if it's um, like a Central American country, Puerto Rico? Colombia's
2: has yellow in it. Puerto Rico uh, is a U.S. territory. That's right. Haiti. Uh, I don't believe the Haitian flag looks like that. Uh, I'm thinking of, I'm channeling Seinfeld. I want to go Malta. So
5: Okay.
3: Malta. We said Columbia, which I believe is incorrect.
5: Yeah, unfortunately that is incorrect. It is Haiti. Um,
6: yeah.
2: Okay.
5: Matt even mentioned I'm it.
2: I'm mad that I came up.
6: I was just saying words though that didn't really that wasn't a guess.
5: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh last question of regulation. Uh the category is men with beards. Ah. You, to- you got <laughs> Ten points. Um, ZZ Top is an American rock band that is famous for songs like Sharp Dress Man and Gimme All Your Lovin'. The band consists of three men, two have characteristic large beards, and their drummer. What is the name of the drummer?
2: We're locked in. Same. So we're going to say beard. Yeah, we think it's, is it Frank Beard? But we said beard.
4: Show me beard. <laughs> <laughs> it is Frank Beard, yeah.
6: Known as ZZ Top in Canada, right? <laughs> I think that's right. All right,
4: so we have answered two more questions correctly, uh, so we are at 120 going into the final.
2: Ooh, so have we bringing our total to 135.
4: All right, let's get into the final round here.
5: Yeah, for the last uh, five questions, i picked some categories that are in your ballpark. So the categories are sport, film, science, potpourri, <laughs> and finally, the last category is the Dutch...
6: All
4: right. It's for still me. still potpourri. <laughs> we
6: you've
2: never been, did figure out what out.
5: to
6: call your specialty.
4: All right. The wagers are in, so let's get the questions.
5: All right. Um, the category sport. Out of the top 30 100-meter dash times, only nine were run by athletes not associated with doping. All nine are by Usain Bolt. It would probably be bested, though, by this Roman god that served as the messenger for all the other gods and was known to be very fast. Category Film. Considering the film Cats got eight Razzie nominations, as it is the pinnacle of ab- abominations that has ever been made, the fan base of this film might be equal to the square root of minus one, which is equal to what? Category Science. Science created him. Now Chuck Norris must destroy him. It's the tagline for what 1982 film? Category Potpourri, just like Potpourri, this Canadian NFL guard who has played for the Kansas City Chiefs since 2014 and is the first medical graduate ever to win a Super Bowl, also has a French name. What is his name? Category the Dutch, Dutch van der Linde is one of the main characters in what video game?
4: All right, as we consider these uh, answers, we just want to remind everybody that we would be most appreciative for uh, any donations to our Patreon uh, account. Uh, It is how we uh, fund our show and are able to continue doing this. You do get some great prizes along the way. If you do want to uh, sign up for our Patreon, posters, gift box, stickers, and of course, a formalized letter sent uh, from yours truly, Um, So please uh, join Villam if you feel like it on patreon.com slash Triviality Podcast. It means the world to us. Yeah, and a special
3: thank you and shout out to uh, some of our most recent Patreons. uh, Ryan Miltner, Ryan Stamper, Christopher Hine, Eric Asato, Mark Northcott, Phoebe Lumley, Samantha Punzlan, and Sean Bernstein. Thank you very much.
0: Kat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The
1: Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media.
4: All right, all the answers are locked in. So let's get the questions one more time and uh, see if... John, normal person, can finally triumph over John Legend.
5: All right, first question. The category was sport. Out of the top 30 100 meter dash times, only nine were run by athletes not associated with doping. All nine are by Usain Bolt. He would probably be bested, though, by this Roman god that served as the messenger for all the other gods and was known to be very fast. Uh,
3: we wagered five points, and uh, my favorite uh, god, the Mercury
2: yep we wagered 20 points on this one uh, Matt mentioned Hermes which we think is the Greek God and so we went Mercury
5: the correct answer is Mercury well done next question category was film considering the film Cats got eight Razzie nominations as it is the pinnacle of abominations that has ever been made the fan base of this film might be equal to the square root of minus one which is equal to what
4: so I'm pretty sure uh, how much should we wager we wager 30 30 at on this one. Oh boy uh, I'm pretty sure the square root of minus one is what, I, I couldn't put my finger on it if it's an imaginary number, a non-real number, but we ended up saying non-existent, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Um, so we wagered 20 points on this one. Um, we know that e to the i pi is regular negative one. Uh, in we this don't case, know that, you know that. Being Come imaginary, on. so we went imaginary numbers, or imaginary
5: yeah it's a bit harsh to see you drift off the right answer the answer is imaginary number mm. so the would the exact, be imaginary uh, the
4: exact uh, naming convention
5: alright question 3 the category was science science created him now Chuck Norris must destroy him is the tagline for what 1982 film
3: we wager five. Uh, I'm not quite certain on this one. Uh, I feel pretty good about it. Um, I can see the movie poster with him with his cowboy hat. I think it's called Silent Rage.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wager twenty. This is for some reason these are the movies that I know is the '80s B movies. Uh, silent Rage.
5: Yep, Silent Rage. Fourth question. The category was potpourri. Just like Paul Perry, this Canadian NFL guard who has played for the Kansas City Chiefs since 2014 is the first medical graduate ever in the NFL to win a Super Bowl. And he also has a French name. What is his name?
3: We wagered 15. Uh, I watched a little behind-the-scenes thing about this guy during the Super Bowl or right before it, but I could not tell you his name. But we, uh, Ken said a bunch of French names, and we just settled on LaPierre.
6: Mm. Uh, We wagered 20. Uh, Yeah, he was kind of promoted a lot during the Super Bowl, which I watched at an airport, which was super exciting for me. Uh, But I believe his name is something French and ends with Tardif or Tardif.
5: Yeah, I'm not sure if the last part is pronounced Tardif or Tardif, but his first name is Laurent Duvernay Tardif or Tardif. So that's that's correct, Tardif. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: Last question. Category was the Dutch. Dutch Van der Linde is one of the main characters in what video game?
4: We wagered uh, 10 points on this one. And this one I knew because I played a bit of it. It's Red Dead Redemption 2.
6: <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff.
2: Yeah, so we wagered 20 points on this. Uh, Ken's eyes seemed to light up when this came up. So on a blind guess, we said Red Dead Redemption 2.
5: <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> yeah, the uh, correct answer is Red Dead Redemption 2. Jeff said
6: uh Ken really likes to play the horsey game, so that's what we went
4: with. <laughs> yeah, actually, I barely played the campaign. I just played it a whole bunch, so I barely know
2: this just character. Foraging but and hunting the entire I played, time? I
4: played a couple hours of the campaign. With so your I know varmint
2: rifle?
3: Yeah, right. Well, it looks like John, normal person, unfortunately lost 25 points, so we're, we're down to 95. Mm. So, did John Legend best us?
2: John Legend added 100 to their score, bringing their total to 235.
4: You know, the roulette wheel spins, and uh, once again, it is uh, spun in the direction that does not favor the normal person. (laughs) And uh, the Legend uh, continues, and John Legend is the cream of the crop.
1: You know that I'm the cream of the crop.
4: So as as they say, time has equal paths,
3: um, you know, different universes. John Legend, you know, has a huge hit with all of me. John, normal person trips on the curb and spills coffee on himself and writes a song called Fall on Me. Thankfully, there was uh. no
4: hot coffee involved in my uh, yes. spill the other day. <laughs> I did feel like a normal person after the uh, people in the van right next to where I fell were looking over there. It's like well, I'm a doofus, but that's okay. I, mean, I haven't fallen in years, it so happens. it happens every now and again. So I, I've, I'm learning to make my peace with these uh, these little things that make me, uh, you know, make you human. upset for years. You're basically
3: you're just Superman <laughs> with no powers. You're just appreciating getting hurt. Yeah,
4: yeah. I'm a normal person, just like John. Normal person.
3: That's right uh will thank you so much for this game that that was a really great uh game that had questions from all across the board i know you were talking about um you know any sort of uh language barrier or or things that might be too easy or too hard but there are some great questions here
2: yeah
5: thank you very much it was a an honor to be a a guest on your show it's also really fun to write these questions i hope you enjoyed it it
2: was a lot of fun it's a good game we loved it
3: we're gonna invite you back uh for a patreon bonus at some point uh, to do a special music round that you wrote for us but um any last words or any people you'd like to say hi to
5: I've had this play, uh, this game play tested by a friend of mine, Timon. I just want to shout out to him, and also my lovely girlfriend Suzanne, who uh, wrote the fifth question and supported me for like, writing these questions.
0: Yeah.
5: Um, I guess my dog Mars for writing that. Mars the dog. <laughs> Mars the dog. And uh, he's uh, he's fast asleep right now. I guess he uh, kind of found my questions a bit boring, but um, no, that's uh, that's it, I guess.
3: Thank you very much to Mars uh, for that question. And uh, thank you, Will, uh, for not only supporting us on Patreon, but also giving us a little bit of a break on uh, Dutch Boy's poor uh, Germanic <laughs> accent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yes, thank you very much. Uh, you are the true Dutch Boy uh, of uh, triviality. And we appreciate your time uh, for Matt, Jeff, Ken, Willem van Vandelo. Is that good? Pretty good? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, yeah, it's passable. And Dutch Boy. And Dutch Boy. Thank Dutch you very much, please. <laughs> Thank you, Willem, and your dog, Mars. Um, thank you very much, everyone. And uh, that was triviality. Yeah, but I'm thinking back in 1936, they would probably think that was super short. All right, let's go three, five. Three foot five, which would be 12, 24, 36, uh, plus five. 41, 40, inches. 41 inches. I think we could just say three, five. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> wow.